Hi, I'm Sheila. I'm Brandon. And we are the proud parents of five children. And you can follow us on Instagram at MyWilliamsBrood. It's time for the podcast. Sweet. I think it's time to talk. So, you've got kids. It ain't easy. We've got five. Oops. This This is is parenting. In this podcast, we get down to the nitty-gritty of day-to-day parenting. The small triumphs. The huge fails. And the little surprises that make it all worth it. Hello, I am Sheila Williams. And I am Brandon Williams. And today we are going to talk about how overwhelming being a parent can be. Especially when you have multiple children. Yes, we have five children. How did that happen? I don't know. I think Every time I say that, I feel like I'm still shocked. Not as shocked as uh, when you tell people you have five kids. I know. They kind of look at you like you have your have all your priorities wrong. <laughs> I know. I never know how it's going to come across. Like people will usually ask, how many kids do you have? And I kind of take a beat <laughs> to go, should I really tell them how many kids I have? I, say, I got a bunch. <laughs> I got a bunch of kids. I have a lot. Like two, two, three? <laughs> Somebody said to me today, you have two, right? You just had another one, so you have three? I'm like, no, I have five. Oh, that's usually how it is. Like, oh. Yeah. It's always it's always a look of disapproval. Like, like why? why would you do Your carbon <laughs> footprint is destroyed. I know. I'm like, what? So we're going to talk about managing schedules today and um, just how overwhelming it is. I don't know about you, but I feel like especially with this school year. So we should probably tell them how old our children are. So our oldest is 10. Yeah. Then we have a nine-year-old. Then we have an eight-year-old, a five-year-old, and a one-and-a-half-year-old. So we kind of run the gamut. Yeah, right? four boys, one girl. Right. Girl is sort of she's second to last. She's five. Oh, my gosh, going on 18. So as soon as I got home, and I got home from work fairly early today, around mm-hmm. 4 o'clock. And as soon as I get home, it's just, you know, the, from making the dinner to cleaning the dinner to getting everyone's homework going and then making bonkers to sure they have baths. So what do you do in order to keep your sanity? Because you're definitely a lot more sane than I am during all of this. What do you do? Are you just a calmer person than me? <laughs> well, yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, I'm a little bit more patient than you are, I think, with okay. the children. Yeah. Um, this is a definite. Which I don't, I mean, I guess I get. Because I'm the mom, but at the same time, I feel like you... What does that mean? Because I'm the mom. What is, <laughs> yeah, I don't, what does I don't that know. Mean? Maybe mothers mean? are supposed to be more nurturing. Yeah. Is that sexist of me to say? I don't know. But the, I would say that generally the females are more nurturing. We do carry them for nine months in our womb. So you... I'm a pretty nurturing male, though. No? That is very true. Yes, yeah. you are. I'm pretty. Uh, but I mean, I guess I, I wonder man. why I'm the more patient one. I mean, I'm not always the more patient one because you get to have that breather where you leave the kids for part of the day. <laughs> right. Where I think maybe you take time and reflect and then you come back into this insane mayhem when you walk in the door of, of, of everything going on at once. So let me tell you what I do to, to, try, to, to try to remain calm. And hopefully anyone listening to this, you can, you can use this, especially for the men coming home mm-hmm. from work every time before I... I walk through the door, I think, 
I should not walk through the door. I should leave. <laughs> no, I think, <laughs> I think, take a breath. You're coming into a new situation here. Try to remain calm. And then within 45 seconds, that's, that's all gone. <laughs> you know, that's when you what walk in the door, do. I think, oh, another adult. <laughs> Someone to talk to and help me. That's the way I feel. But I know that my, I have to kind of break that down and be like, okay, I'm, I'm happy to see you. I'm excited to see you. Yeah. <laughs> and try and change. I remember that I used to be not angry, but like maybe resentful when you walk in the door like you did this to me. You left me with all these children all That's day long. That's nice to hear. <laughs> but I think I've gotten better at that because I, I guess I know what it's like to leave the house sometimes and I see how they are when I leave for out, you know a few hours or if I'm working somewhere and I come back to the house and I see how excited the kids are to see me. Right. And that feeling when I walk in the door, how excited they are to see me. And that's a great feeling. You're like, this, this overwhelming excitement that these multiple little beings have that you just walked in the door. And, and that's, that's just not going to last a, for too much It's long, not. But you know what? Because it, they're not going to be happy They to have see the it. same thing for you. And so I think in me seeing that, I realized one day, oh, wow. You know, instead, instead of maybe resentment for my husband when he walked in the door or anger or frustration or maybe I shouldn't be as excited as the kids are. So note to anyone listening, um, try not to resent your husband. <laughs> That's a goal. I know. So, I never. Number one, I, I didn't no resentment, resentment for your partner. Right That's a good thing to work on. I definitely I feel like it. the energy for sure changed when I flipped kind of my attitude i think it's all about your perspective right yeah. and taking those little moments like my little moment before the door my before the door exercise mm -hmm. i think is helpful and even tonight i know i had to work on a report with my older son and uh last night maybe i wasn't the most patient Mm -hmm. As I was working with him, but tonight I was much better. Yes, right? you were. You were right? much, <laughs> much better. You were much better. Right? No, I was much no, better. You were, you I, were. I, 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 anytime he misspelled a word, I helped him with the word more, and even took your advice about using the the phone for spelling. Yes. And and also, I I I tend to because I'm such a control freak, I tend to want to do the report for him. Mm-hmm. And tonight, or you I, want him to do it the way you want to right, do it, right? The right way. <laughs> so I tonight, I really tried to say, well, how would you say this, and then have him say it out loud, and then, then he would write it. But yeah, I think but, that's a great way to go about it. How would you say this? Put it in your own words. But to the point. So how how you know what advice can we give as far as because we we do have five kids and we are somehow by the seat of our pants making it work um all of our kids are you know doing doing well and we're 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 somewhat making it work Thriving. maybe we shouldn't have a podcast at all. <laughs> no <I> think, <laughs> maybe we're not the right i example. think we're great because <laughs> if we you know put on this facade of being perfect all the time then people can't you know aren't going to relate to us i feel like as parents this is what we do we struggle sometimes we we it works sometimes some days are great and everything falls into place and then other days it's just chaotic and we're right. at each so, other's throats with children with different ages um, I, I find the hardest thing, and I'm sure anyone listening would find this the difficult thing, is they all have such different needs. Very the true. young ones just need, you know, they want your attention. They're always fighting for attention. 
Um, the older ones actually need you to sit down and not help them with their homework, but just kind of make sure that they understand it. Um, and, yeah. and I have my own needs. I have my own things that I'm trying to get done for the next day or, um, so I, I think one thing that that always helps for me is when I sit down to do something, I, it has to have somewhat of my undivided attention. I, I have to put my device away um, mm-hmm. uh, and focus on the task at hand. It is very difficult as a parent to be able to focus on one child at a time. Yeah. And thankfully, when, you know, a lot of the time we are both around, so... That helps, but it's definitely hard to focus on one child at a time. Especially when the other child is yelling, Daddy, 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 Daddy. Or I'm pulling on you, Mom, Mom, Mom. Or you're doing a report and changing a diaper and cleaning up the kitchen at the same time. Um, Halloween is um, tomorrow night. Yeah. And we've made made all the costumes. costumes. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, we did that last night. Which yeah. was another thing. And and one thing I feel, I don't know if you feel this, but I feel like it's always, <laughs> there's never, like it's just like one holiday into the next school party, into the next uh, amount of cookies you have to bake, into taking someone to the next sporting event. That is you, so true. And I feel like every time I tell you something's going on, you're like, what? Another thing? <laughs> As if our, our life is going to change suddenly. We have nothing to do with our five children. Yeah, It's always like a shock to you. That's all it is. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, something we were talking about earlier is the difference in technology and the change today. Right. Like you know, we, we were talking about just a whole episode on technology yeah. because that's just a nightmare that we have to deal with that our parents didn't have to deal with, or even you know my older brother who has three boys, but they're grown now. Well, they but didn't, like they well, didn't grow up with devices either. So. A positive thing that we were talking about though is that you know. I would constantly say to my dad, how do you spell this? How do you spell this? And he would look say, it up. look it up, look it up, look it up. And to, I'm so grateful now as an adult because I'm a very, I would say, a pretty good speller. Um, oh, but, you okay. know, as an adult, I said to my dad, you know, thanks, Dad. I was so happy that you had actually told me as a kid to go look it up in, you know, the dictionary. And I'd pull out the huge, massive dictionary and find the word I'm looking for. And I'd be so frustrated. And my stepmother starts laughing, and I'm like, why are you laughing? And she goes, he didn't tell you to look it up because he wanted you to look it up. He told you to look it up because he is a horrible speller. <laughs> of course, exactly. this you know, this great image of my dad. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, last night I got so annoyed. I was like, you're spelling that word wrong. And he was actually spelling it right. I was like, ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And But that's what I was saying is that I used to have to go and get the dictionary. I mean, we had, my dad was so impressed and so, like, proud with his collection of encyclopedias, his collection of National Geographics. And now we don't, I mean, everything is at, at, at our fingertips. You can just go straight to the computer. And, yes, that can be frustrating, but at the same time, all my son has to do is speak it to Siri. Hey, how do you spell this? Or say the sentence to Siri, and it will literally be in front of him, and so he can write it down. my parents, we had an encyclopedia, Britannica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we also had every National Geographic that was ever made. And so any book The reports, magazines, right? Yeah, the magazines. Yeah, that's what I said. My dad one. had every single one. Yeah, so we would use those for book reports. And we were actually allowed to cut out pictures and glue them in 
reports. Wow, I can't and believe everything. your mother let you cut out pictures. Well, it's a good thing she did. She still has them, and now they're all missing pictures. <laughs> Especially the the naked ones that I'm sure I looked at a little too often. But um, yeah. So uh, another thing, um, that's which we call the witching hour. Oh yeah, the witching hour. Which is after the homework is done, then you got to start prepping the kids to get ready for bed. Um, now, whether you have one kid or two kids, I think something that we strongly believe in is the ritual of it. Mm-hmm. And I know there are a lot of, of different uh, theories of parenting on this. Some We knew um, a couple that had one kid that just said, well, when the kid gets sleepy, he'll go to bed, and therefore he went to bed at 10, 11 whenever. o'clock at night. And we're also a big firm believer in reading to the kids every night. Not only because I think it promotes reading as a good thing to do. Or a love, and, yeah, love of reading. And it interests them in story, which I'm a big fan of story. Um, but it also, it's that that great, my favorite time of day with the kids, besides breakfast, um, where I get to just hang out with them. And I, I know I get in trouble because I try to be the funny dad and make them all laugh. And then what do you say when I do that? <laughs> it makes me angry. What do, I, what do I usually say? It does make me angry because I feel like I'm trying to, you know, the whole point is that you come down here and you calm them down. You relax them before they go to bed. And when you rile them up like that, it just, and, it, and it's frustrating because. I rile them up. You do. And you do. And, and a lot of the times Brandon has a habit of reading the books in a funny, silly way, which is great. But then every time I go to read with him and calm him down, be relaxed and read the book, they want it read the way Daddy reads it. Right. With lots of toots. Lots of toot jokes. <laughs> toot jokes. So we have jokes. four boys and that's just But I love this time life. with the kids. I think that's my favorite time because it it's it's their they're their sweetest. They don't really want anything from you. They're not trying to get candy or or you know, they're just kind of listening to you and they're into the book or they're into what you're talking about. Something that I like to do, <clears throat> I call them childhood stories where I talk about um what I was like when I was their age. and um, They love it. Yeah. They really their, love it. And it's kind of a neat thing to do with your kids because you can, it, it makes them see you not just as a parent, but the fact that you were in their shoes as well, mm-hmm. you know, and that you had kind of the same experiences as them. And, and, and it's a good time, I think, where I admit that I was afraid at times, you know, they, they can't imagine you being afraid because you're their dad, mm-hmm. you know. Or their mom, and and you do it as well. I've seen you tell the stories from from your childhood, and yeah, and um, you know, I think being a, a kid is probably a pretty scary thing because everything's happening for the first time, and I I can't really remember a lot of my emotions as a kid. I just remember experiences, maybe, maybe how I felt about it, but but yeah, these kids are going through everything for the first time from meeting new friends to learning new things to you know social interactions and yeah and try trying to be accepted trying to find your your peer groups trying to find your your tribe as it were your mm-hmm. people and, and and you don't even know who you are yet you're still kind of deciding that um something that uh i don't know if this is too off topic but i don't know if you've noticed me saying it to the kids a lot is um, 
changing your narrative. Yeah, you heard yeah. me say that lately? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Because <clears throat> so much, I, I feel like, I, I know this growing up with, with two older brothers, you kind of, you see yourself as playing a certain role, you know, whether that be the, of the, of the siblings, you're the, you're the screw up or you're the brain or you're the whatever. Mm -hmm. And you have this narrative that, that you kind of tell yourself and you keep telling yourself that in your entire life. And so what I've been trying to tell the kids is you can always change any narrative about yourself. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Um, I think I, I think I agree with that. Yeah. Um, What's your narrative, Sheila? Besides my... re ultimate resentment of man. <laughs> no, I don't resent you. I love you. <laughs> um, my narrative. Uh, I think. Um, yeah. Who were you talking about that earlier with? You were talking about Merrick. I was talking or... to our oldest because you know he's had some difficulty reading, and and I and I said you know you you can change the narrative on that. You know you keep telling yourself that. That oh you're of the siblings you're the one that has the hardest time with reading or you're you're you have the hardest time with this and that and that's just you telling yourself that mm -hmm. you can just that you don't have to fall into yeah. that you have the you're, you're the freedom and the choice to change and be who you want to be yeah but how you think about yourself I, I think that's so important for adults as well as children mm -hmm. I mean you you keep telling yourself something because you're like oh well this always happens to me. And no, it doesn't. That's that's not. I mean, most things happen by fluke anyway. So, change the narrative. I a hundred. Should we define narrative? Well, uh, your story, obviously, your 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 plan for life. I think a lot of people do that. They fall into the pattern of what they think their life is supposed to be like. Or, I don't necessarily feel like my sisters and I were like that. I do. I mean. Yes and and no. Well, no, I was definitely the token middle child. So let's say that there that you would go. be so my that's middle. Your that is my that was my my narrative for sure. Um, but it's not Sheila. You can change that. That is true. That is true. <laughs> you know, it's funny. This is kind of really coincides with this book I've been reading um, by Mel Robbins, and her whole her her whole theory is the five second rule. Basically, she you know. Changed her life through a five second rule on like she her. picked food up off the floor. Like, <laughs> no, it's still good. I know she was like, I should have changed the name because there's so many five second rules. I love um, no, she, she Mel Robbins rule too. Basically, did not like the life she was living. She was sitting with her husband at night, watched the uh, one of the space shuttle launches um, in uh, Florida, and uh, saw the kind of narrative of the rocket. Um, so to speak, five, four, three, two, one, blast oh, off. Oh, I know that. I know, I and know that's kind of about. where her theory came from. And she realized, wow, that's what I'm going to do tomorrow. Instead of, yeah, instead you know, she of. basically talks about the, we all fall into these patterns. You know, as little kids, we learn the patterns. Okay, you know, square, circle, square, circle, square, circle. But our whole life is about patterns. You know, our routines about getting up and doing the same thing every day. And, if your pattern is, oh, I'm just driving past the gym and I see it every day and all I do is think, oh, I should go to the gym. Oh, I should go to the gym. It's this thing you do every single day, you know, and being able to change that narrative, if you want to say, it can take up to five seconds 
you know, five seconds to change your mind or to make up your mind, basically. So her, you know, one of the things she was talking about is that she would get up every day and just hit the snooze button, hit the snooze button, hit the snooze button. And then the day she decided to change her mind was she literally counted down from five, four, three, two, one, and used that as a platform to get up. Yeah, I don't don't like that. I don't like that. I've listened to her say that before. Uh, No, I like it. Because I'm I'm just a fan (laughs) of just like, don't hit the snooze button. (laughs) <laughs> get up yeah yeah up. Well, that's the whole thing although i do i did you know i got up at five for to go to the gym for like three years straight yeah and my the thing that i always say to myself is time to make the donuts every morning mm-hmm. do you know what that's from it's a dunkin donuts commercial oh, is that, oh really pretty much is that what everything it's from? in my life i thought that was from when you were narrative. like a bread <laughs> d- delivery guy no, or something no. no there would used to be this commercial it was a dunkin donuts commercial and and it showed this guy i mean their whole thing is that they make their donuts fresh which i don't know if they still do but at the time that was like the big thing they were pitching mm-hmm. and the there this guy in the commercial kind of a comedic uh, character actor with a mustache bald guy he would come home from work Get into bed, lay down, exhausted from the day. You'd hear the alarm go off, and he'd go, "Time to make the donuts." <laughs> and he'd get up, and you'd see him going to Dunkin' Donuts, and it just kept repeating over and over yeah. again. So that's his kinda, pattern, his narrative. <laughs> yeah, his narrative is making the donuts. Yeah. Interesting fact about that guy: he's an actor, mm-hmm. and he he did he was the spokesman for Dunkin' Donuts for years and years, and he. Uh, I I read that he had to sign a contract that he couldn't do any other acting work that would show him in a bad light. Like, he could never play, like, a murderer. Mm-hmm. Or, or a, like, a, a actually, what, what it said is he could never play a pedophile because he was the spokesman for Dunk, Duncan. Oh, yeah, Even okay. though he was, like, a an actor. I don't know why I'm telling you that. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Kind of interesting. <clears throat> Back to the whole five-second rule thing. Not to get away from your Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Um, Trying to make the donut. I, I, I do... Like that because okay, the two things that I've been going with right now that I've been thinking about a lot is this whole: if you don't do something that takes you only ten seconds to do, it's just laziness. So if it only takes you ten seconds to make the bed or ten seconds to put your right. clothes away, it's just laziness if you're not doing it. Right. So I had this. So that's one of my things that I'm I'm just trying to go with right now. And then I had this pattern that I was kind of doing every single day. I would tidy up the bathroom. Oh, gosh, I have to clean the bathroom. At some point, I have to clean the bathroom. At some point, I have to clean the bathroom. And it would be, a, it's a, it was literally a pattern. I would do it every day for like five, six days straight. And I'd be tidying up the bathroom. And I was like, oh, I got to wash the tub. Oh, I got to wash the tub. You know, every single day. And then finally, I went in there and I was like, if I'm thinking about it every time, and every time I walk past the bathroom, or every time I go in and I think that to myself, it's this negative thought that comes across my head, this negative thought that comes across my mind, and I'm thinking, I need to do that, I need to do that, but I don't do it. So if the next time I did it, I just, right in that moment, said, I'm going to take 10 minutes and clean up the bathroom, like to really clean the bathroom as good as I can. And I just stopped the thought and cleaned the bathroom. It's funny, when I walked in the bathroom, I was like, wow, someone cleaned this bathroom in 10 minutes. <laughs> but de- and every time I walked ba- past it the next day or so, I was like, oh, like it was a positive feeling. I had this positive feeling that I had done that thing that I kept walking past and thinking about, you know, and that's where I'm, I'm trying to go with today. I was like, I have to mail that package. And I was like, I have to mail that package. And I was like, nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to jump up there. I'm going to get the package I have to mail. I'm going to mail it now. And it literally took me 10 minutes to prep, prep the package and 
I had sent it before I came to pick you up today. There you go. Because, you know, and it's just a matter of getting it done, doing what I was thinking in the moment, five, four, three, two, wanting it and doing it. And it's the same thing with the kids. I mean. And like today, I said, I'm going to set myself. I kept thinking every day, I have nothing to eat. So I'm just like, I'm not going to eat healthy. And then, so if I don't have anything healthy to eat, I'm just not going to eat or I have nothing to eat. And I and I was tired of feeling that. And so I thought, you know what? I'm giving myself 45 minutes, 45 minutes to cook a bunch of meals and prep them and the, put them in the fridge. And that is what it took me. It took me the prep, getting it ready, and four meals I had in the fridge. So how can we relate that to taking care of kids? Everything is like that with kids, though. Like, think about it. Because I prepped those meals, because I had that prepped and I had already thought out the chicken that we had for dinner, when you came home, the chicken was already thought out and we had at least one side that was pre-made in the fridge. Right. And I think that the days that work for me, the days that I feel efficient and I feel on top of my game is when I get up, don't hit the snooze button, get that stuff done, I prep the meals, I organize everything ahead of time. Yep. I'm, I'm an early riser, as you know. I know. That's why I think it's it's good when we tell the kids, okay, what do you want for snack tomorrow? What are you going to wear tomorrow? I don't like to give them decisions. <laughs> you don't? Okay. Uh, I think I just like to, like, this is what you're going to eat tomorrow, and this is what you're going to wear tomorrow. I know, but you think you think of it as, like, a freedom thing. And to me, I think of it as a making your own choices. Okay, you're starting to make your own lunches, and the, the kids feel like they're more part of it. And I also rather them eat what's going into their lunches. Right. Then just leave it or throw it out or trade it or go ask the nurse for another snack. That's always a, that's a good thing to do with, with how hectic everything is, though, is to get stuff done the night before. So the morning of, you're not going bananas, making their lunches, making their yeah. breakfast, trying to find their books. Something that we like to do is get all their bags packed the night before school. Yeah. Um, get their lunches made. Lunches made for sure. And kind of have a vague idea at least about what's going to be for breakfast. Yeah. And also, we're, I'm a firm believer in a hot breakfast. I can't, yeah, I know you like to do cereal occasionally. Occasionally. I feel like I'm, occasionally I, they should be able to have cereal. It's, I, I'm a big, and I feel like that they, that's all they'll want if you just give them cereal, especially although the cereal you but then buy, they'll at none least of it's eat good. I don't know what's worse. <laughs> I, I think a warm meal is good, but at the same time, I think it's more important that they eat. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, if I gave them a bowl of cereal, they will eat the whole bowl of cereal. Well, if you make warm eggs, they they're going like to eat oatmeal. two bites of it. They're not fans of oatmeal. And that's hot. It, that, 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 that's the thing that's frustrating with the kids sometimes. Is some They go through phases where they love eggs. Great, we're making eggs. We're making eggs. And then they just don't want to eat eggs. I love eggs. <laughs> you know, and I wanted some eggs right now. Oh, gosh, I know, right? Mm. I think, what's the other thing? Cleaning as you go, that's huge as a parent. Yeah. Huge. As a human, you should clean as yeah, you go. Yeah, I mean, it, that's one of my pet peeves, too, if you if you make a sandwich, clean it up, clean the mess up before you go and eat the sandwich. I mean, really cleaning up as you go is so imperative, I think. Yeah. Starting the day with an empty dishwasher is important, especially because you can teach the children the pattern, the routine of wash your dish, put it and in these the dishwasher. Are, again, these are also things that I, when you have numerous children that make things less 
hectic with them. Yeah, for sure. If you have a clean dishwasher, then you're not you're, you can pay more attention to what they're doing. You don't have to like I can't I can't I have to do this dishwasher while I'm talking to you. Um, uh, but as far as prioritizing, um, what do you think the key to uh, to all of this is? Just getting stuff done beforehand. Oh, for sure. Pre- preparation, planning your day out ahead of time. And the more you can get done the night before, the better. For yeah. sure. So no binge watching is what you're saying? Yeah, no binge. I don't, and I don't feel like we really watched any TV lately. Oh, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay I with know. that. It's not, you, I'm okay with it. Awful. Yeah, I'm totally okay with it because I feel like it's a waste of time. And I am like our older son. It's a wonderful waste son. of time. We have a couple children, and I'm I'm like that as well. Where when the television is on, we're like zombies. We're just like a deer in headlights, and we cannot focus on anything else going on. That's why I, I have to turn it off. Even music sometimes I have to turn off because I find I'm I'm no. <laughs> dancing as I'm trying to clean. I'm dancing instead of cleaning. But I think I do like to start the morning with music, though. That's I think that's, that's a nice. I mean, it I sets love the music, tone but... for the day. Get on some chill music for the kids while they're eating breakfast. Calm you down. Yeah. Well, don't eat their breakfast. <laughs> my, my my family was not into music in the morning. It always upset me. I'm like, let's put on some music. No. I always woke up with my, you know, Can't stereo hear myself system think. and my tape deck. And I used to, like, record the radio on. Oh, from your tape deck? Yeah. I would yeah, run over ourselves now. when my favorite song came on. I went to record it and then I would play it uh, in the morning. <laughs> you know me, I have so many mixtapes <laughs> from top 40s from the late 80s that <sighs> oh, I made Lord. from putting my tape recorder up to the speaker. Yeah. Up next, You know, I think special. what's important to say, though, too, is that we have a big household, so... It's not like we're doing everything ourselves. It's important to us that we teach our children that they have all have a part. They all have to play their part. We are all part of this family. Part of the team, baby. Yeah, we're all part of the team, the, the Williams team. And I think that we've just taught them that everyone has a job, has well, a task. We're teaching them. We're teaching them that. Yeah, we haven't taught them that completely. Yeah, I don't know if it's 100% ingrained yet. But, yeah, I, I definitely think that's important, especially after we eat. The family cleans the kitchen as mm-hmm. a unit. The that kids, is true. And, the kids set the table. Even the baby helps set the table. And doing laundry. They're they're all part of that. They have to mm-hmm. put their clothes up. They have to be folded. Now we sound like military parents. <laughs> and, I don't know. Someone, a couple of them are, are better at folding that they, than they lead on. Something also that, that, that we've been doing lately that I've been doing is, is uh, I set a challenge to the older two boys to make their bed every day this week. And I know that I, I noticed you making the other two make their bed. But I, I told them, I said, look, let's try this for a week. And see what it does. Just mm-hmm. see what it does. You know, maybe it's going to make us feel different about ourselves. Change that pattern, right? Yeah, change the the way we greet the day, because organized people make their beds. That's true. Right. That is true. My father used to say, "Your bedroom is an example of your life." Yeah. Yeah, and my room was always a mess. It was everything all over the place, and I would say to my dad. I wish you would have told me that. This is how before I married you. <laughs> I know how to put on my clothes. Now everything's just laid out for me, and I can pick it up off the floor and put it on. And my dad would say, "If you don't have this room cleaned up in the next twenty minutes, I'm coming in here with a black garbage bag and I'm throwing everything out." Yeah. And then I would uh, 
clean as fast that's as funny as i say could. that sometimes mm-hmm. too with the toys i'm gonna come down and throw all these toys away if yeah. they're not put up your room is an example of your life and i find myself regurgitating that to my children i'm like ah oh, i can hear my dad turned into my father yeah He's a handsome man, so there you go. <laughs> it's very true, though. It really is. If your room is a mess, things are disorganized, and you see it, you see it, and it just kind of reiterates it into your mind that you're all over the place, just like the bathroom. One thing that Sheila and I don't do that helps out with uh, keeping our life organized with the kids is we don't drink a lot. No, we don't. Which... uh um, I don't know if it's like a, it's definitely not a religious choice. It's not a, or a judgmental choice because we will have an occasional cocktail at a party. But, uh, she pointed at me like <laughs> this guy will, but, but I, but no, and I just, in our daily lives, I just feel like there's no time for it. It's more, you know, especially with, you know, trying to stay fit because we both are really into fitness and trying to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And I used to drink a lot more beer than I do. I can't remember the last time. I, I just don't think I don't have a stomach for it anymore. Too. Oh, that, I mean, that must be nice. There are a lot of people listening to this right now going, "What a bunch of weird." <laughs> no, I just don't no, have time. I mean, I'm we, kind of a jerk anyway. I don't need that liquor on top of that. Yeah, because Brandone. Brandone will come out. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> let you know what's wrong with you. <laughs> let me true. tell you what your problem very is. Very true. Can I could fix it. Yeah. It's expensive too, and like because we do think about health and we're health conscious and calorie counting and all that, all that stuff. We don't want to. I'd rather waste my rather calories. Calorie on counting. It. Yeah, but well, okay, not calorie counting. But if I'm going to indulge, it's going to be in pizza, right? Not beer or alcohol. Yeah. Because pizza may, I may feel horrible like right after eating the pizza, but if I drink, I'll feel horrible the next. In day, the entire next day. Really? Yeah. Well, you drink too much then. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I you gotta I, find I, the sweet I spot. I find that I, I I because of I maybe having all my babies and not drinking for so long. Once I went back to having a drink, I had gotten older. I mean, I had five kids over ten years. So ten years later, starting to drink again, I'm like, oh wow, my body can't handle that anymore i don't like the feeling i have when i'm drinking and well I, and also when you when the next day i was I mean, it's not just so overwhelming anyway with and as a parent kids. with five kids i mean I, I don't have the luxury of being like oh i just can't do it today <laughs> yeah you know you have to be on you have to be a parent so this is our, our first podcast and uh Throughout um, our podcast, we're going to have guests on um, talking about uh, parenting, their experiences, and and we're actually just using this as kind of a therapy session for us Yes, and a way that we can become better parents. And hopefully in doing that, we can uh, help you guys out there. So if you have any questions, you can shoot us an email at... MyWilliamsBrood at iCloud.com. Please give us some questions and we'll tackle it on the podcast. You can also follow us at uh, at WilliamsBrood at Instagram. And uh, you can kind of see our family and our day-to-day life. Check us out. Yeah, a lot of gym stuff. We're really into uh, trying to get healthier all the time and also trying to get the kids to stay healthy. And... um, So let us know if you have any questions 
And uh, check us out. We'd like to hear from you. We'll see you next week. We tackle. I think next uh, next week we're going to tackle technology dealing with uh, screen time over and out. <laughs>